Hi everyone, welcome to HubShots episode 81. We talk about plain text emails, landing page optimization, messages, and optimizing no pong. This is the podcast for marketing managers and sales professionals who are either using HubSpot or are considering using HubSpot. My name is Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found, and with me is my co-host Craig Bailey from Zen Systems. How are you, Craig? Oh, really good, and yeah, a big fan of no pong, and uh, we'll be chatting about that in shot six coming up in the show. Absolutely. So on to our inbound thought of the week. And as we've been highlighting lots of different, we've been kind of going on a series, should I say, we're going to change the series to a great piece of content from Talia Wolf. And it's about the landing page optimization guide. We've got a link to it. It's got like a lot of points. It's really well organized. I'm going to go dissect and pull it out. But today we're going to talk about number three. And he talks about the state of awareness analysis. Do you want to tell us more about that, Craig? Yeah. And look, I'll just go back a step and say, yeah, we preempted this last episode because this is such a good article and we'll probably chat about it for the next couple of episodes. It's all about ideas and ways to approach optimizing landing pages. And so step three is just one of the points, state of awareness, as you said. And this is really this whole idea of ensuring that you're aware of your customer with the state your customer is in so that when you're trying to answer questions or solve problems for them, you're thinking it's almost like you're in their shoes. And so we've just, uh, I guess, mentioned a few points in the show notes. We should really go and read the whole article, but just this process that Tali walks you through about thinking through kind of what the landing page visitor is, their frame of mind, what they're after. And uh, it's almost like you're talking to that person. You know, we often think about this idea of I'm talking to one person rather than I'm talking to all these unknown people. Yes. People. I'm talking to one person. So think, who's that one person? How do I talk to them? And then what's their goal from coming to the page? What are they hoping to get out of it? And then meeting that need. And it sounds kind of obvious, like all good points do. And this is one of those articles where it just walks you through and you go, oh, yeah, I don't do that. Instead, on the landing page, I was talking about how good I am or about some, oh, so many different pain points. I was trying to meet so many needs. This kind of article, it really brings you back to the basics. So it's a really good guide and a good reminder of, of key points to use in your landing pages. Correct. So now a really good thing to do is actually go to the landing page tool, click analyze and see which landing pages are performing and what the conversion rate is and try and go and apply this to the ones that are not converting as they should be and understand why. Some of them might be really old. I was looking through our portal today and looking at landing pages that I could actually promote. I went through and had a look and going, oh, okay, what's, what, what's converting, what's not? And even thought about doing an A-B test with a new template on some of the landing pages just to see whether we can improve that conversion or I can change the, the story that people that get to that page can actually read. So you could try two different things, different design and different words. And images. So, yeah. So the action point out of this, go, go to the landing page too and check it out. All right. On to our HubSpot marketing feature of the week, Craig. We're talking about the new plain text email template, right? Everything old is new again, Ian. That's right. And we spoke <laughs> about this back in episode 34. So you can go back. And we're really talking about sending an unbranded email. So why I say this is good because... When it doesn't look like marketing and it looks like it's come from you, you seem to get a better penetration and a cut through into people's inboxes because they actually feel like you're talking to them one-on-one as opposed to going doing a mass marketing email 
at everybody. Yeah, and it's horses for courses, of course. <laughs> but uh, sometimes the plain text email does work really well. And actually back in episode 34 when we chatted about it, which must be what? That's a year ago. Yeah, that's year, right. <laughs> a year ago. I'd actually tested it with our own agency newsletters and found much higher open rate and click-through rates on plain text emails in our newsletters. And so it's not something that I would maybe recommend for brands if it's you've got a very strong brand maybe it's not a good fit there but for other areas it might be anyway the reason we mention it is because we were looking at this product update from hubspot they've got all the new product updates one of the things they highlighted was oh there's this new plain text email template went oh cool so i went and had a look at that we've got a screenshot of it but then as you were mentioning to me before you're going hang on isn't this the same as the old plain text email what's the difference we're not actually sure (laughs) Maybe we've got to pull it apart. We'll have to compare the two, but... um, They look very similar. Just a reminder there that you can be used. And also a reminder that you can actually A-B test with an email. Correct. You can actually test two different templates. So you can A-B, you can have an A version with plain text and a B version with your full branded for an email newsletter. Why don't you try it one time, see what the results are. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, go have a look at it. If you can't find the template in your portal, just do a search for plain and you will probably see... It show up. It actually prompts you. It says it'll say, "Do you want to get from the free example Correct. templates from HubSpot?" You click through. Yeah, I, w- I want that, and then you'll find it. All right, onto our marketing tip of the week, Craig. Okay, so here's an interesting thing uh, we've been analysing with a particular customer around recency of emails, yep. and what we've found is that people that order, because this is an e-commerce site, uh, in fact, like ninety percent of the sales were coming from contacts that had signed up in the last four to six weeks. So there was a very strong recency piece. Now, that may or may not work in your business, but the reason we mention it is because in HubSpot, we're actually able to work this out. It's not not that easy to work out in many other marketing tools, email marketing tools, but what we were able to do was build smart lists based on people who had ordered were recent contacts versus people who had ordered versus old contacts and then just compare the two. And we've got some screenshots there that show the kind of filters we had and the lists and you can kind of see the results and so from an email send out we we actually had like 90 percent of orders because it was an offer orders from recent contacts so something to analyze and something to think about because there's actually opportunities and problems there like the problem is well older contacts aren't buying what that's a problem or you could think about that's an opportunity we've got to communicate with them those older contacts differently or Maybe there's a repeat customer piece that we can work at. So, yeah, nice little kind of um, tip to use with uh, HubSpot in analysing your contacts. So definitely go through, have a look at your contacts and see what you can do. So what I did this week was I went and had a look at, I did something similar, not so much in people who had bought, but people that we've communicated with that have actually never opened an email. And I actually went through a big cleanup and deleted about 100 people where emails had either bounced or they had never engaged with us. Right. Did or, you send them a breakup email? No, just, so that's a, there's actually another group I'm going to send mm, a breakup email mm. just to see whether I'll get that response and then I'll, re, I'll redo something with that list. But it was, it was a great exercise to go and go, hang on, what's happened to these people that have been in the database for the last two years? Have they done anything or nothing? So I encourage you all to do that. All right, on to HubSpot sales feature of the week. Now, Craig, this is Messages, which is in beta, and I've been trying to get my hands on it. <laughs> I'll put a screenshot of the screen I see. But the whole idea of this is you can actually integrate with your site and people can have conversations with you 
while on the site. And what this does is actually link it into HubSpot and into the contact timeline. So you need to obviously select that to show up in the contact timeline. And what I found was a, like we were testing it between you and me. And I really like the feature because, it's, again, it's a part of this whole puzzle of integrating all of these different bits where we have communication, interaction with a person on the site that actually adds value to their visit. Yeah, this is the, if you're familiar with the pop-up chat uh, tools on many sites, this is HubSpot's version of it. And we're preempting this because it is slowly rolling out and you can sign up for the beta and, uh, yeah, a number of us have it. Uh, we can be testing with it. It's very good. I think it's really good. I'm really happy with this feature. You can see it on HubShots, by the way. If you want to go to HubShots, you'll see it. Have a conversation with Craig. Have a conversation with Pop-Up. You can see how it works. Uh, and I think what you're saying, uh, that how it integrates in the timeline, is the killer feature. You can see when they integra- uh, when they interacted with you and it's part of the timeline. You can see what they asked about. It's there in the CRM. It, it's great. And this will be a no-brainer sell for most of our customers yes that you know there's you know sometimes i whinge about hubspot bits and there's things i don't think are that good this one i think is great it's yeah it's a no-brainer it's an excellent tool so i'm not sure when it fully launches for everyone but look out for it um it's coming soon and then we'll say that we did see in the product updates there seems to be a sales rep dashboard that's going to rock up sometime soon. Yeah, well spotted, Ian. So yes. keep keep your eyes peeled for that. Nice, we'll be looking forward to that. All right, Craig, on to yeah. our opinion of the week. And this is from a book that you've read called Living Forward, and it is to stop looking at your feet. Tell me more. All right, so this was great. I was reading over the, uh, we're recording this just after the Easter weekend. I had a few days to just kind of, you know, take a step back and think through stuff. Um, which is always nice. Yes, it is. And uh, I'm not a surfer, right? Have you surfed? No, but I do want to surf. You do want to surf, right? Yeah. Uh, So I'm not a surfer, but in the book, one of the authors was talking about this idea because they're a surfer. They said one of the key inflection points or kind of progress points that many beginner surfers have is they stop looking at their feet and they look to where they want to surf to, which sounds simple, right? But yeah, many beginners, they're looking at their feet. That's the natural inclination. And I thought that's a great analogy for life and business because I feel in the last couple of months I've been looking at my feet in my business Mm. and the weekend was a chance to step back and go, actually, where do I want to go to? Yes. And for many marketing managers, this is also the case. We're kind of so caught up in the day-to-day, doing this, I've got to get this out. We're looking at our feet, so to speak. We've got to take a step back and look, actually, remind me, where, where do we want to go? Because maybe we're not heading in that direction. Mm. We need to take stock, I guess. So little opinion of the week I just thought I'd throw out there. Fantastic. Now, we're going to get on to our creative top 10. Now, this is where we challenge each other with some creative. We basically challenge ourselves to exercise these creative muscles. And we do that so we can push ourselves. Now, we do 10 because usually you can get to five fairly easy. And then the next five is really a hard slog. So... It's something that we have really pushed each other to do. And this week, we're kind of kind of do a combined creative top 10. Because what happened was I discovered a product, which I think I talked about it while I was with you, and I ordered it, and then I gave you some. And it's a product called No Pong. And if you want to have a look at it, you can go to nopong.com. Basically, it was a great idea. It's an all-natural anti-odorant, they call it, or deodorant. And um, kind of a funny thing to be talking about. There were some things, interesting things we've discovered. A, we love the product. Like, 
you love it for a different reason that I do. And we just thought we'd do a creative top 10 on, on this to actually see how we could actually give ideas to improve sales and retention of people using the product. So we're going to fire away. We'll just take it in turns. Yeah, and can I just say a few preambles to that? So sure. go, go and check out the website, listeners, nopong.com. Uh, now, I'll spell that N-O-P-O-N-G for our international listeners that might go, what's this word? And it's an all Aussie... It's um, a kind of a... Yeah. Yeah, it's an all Aussie um, outfit. So. Yeah, very Australian kind of yeah. larrikin kind of um, sounding name. Uh, but yeah, and you gave me one of these. I don't read too much into that, but thank you for that. <laughs> But no, but I'm giving these to people now because it is such a good product. Yeah. This is the thing. It's such a good product and we think their marketing is really bad. So we want them to really improve and be really successful. It's okay. Let's put it that way. It's okay. It's okay. But I think it could be taken to the I think this could be a massive, massive seller. All right. So let's start with the top 10. Yep. Oh, let's come up with our creative top 10. So one of the things that you talked about was actually renaming. Do you want to just talk about... How you would rebrand it? I think it's really hard to, for some people. So the, the name No Pong is great for a certain demographic, but I think they could test, not rename their product, but do a test version, like a completely new brand with a much more premium name. And I was, you know, like Fresh Arms or Fresh Pits. I, I couldn't come up with a name, right? <laughs> but uh, I think Arms Fresh or, you know, yeah, something yeah, 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 yeah. but a premium. Or with a, or a name like Zero. Yep. You know, Zero Smells. Yeah. And the big thing for me is it's low irritant. Correct, yeah. Um, so a rebrand. And then number two, following on from that, was we weren't sure if this was for men or women. Yes, I struggled to find that because I, I when I first got my wife showed it to me, I was like, well, it doesn't look very masculine. So I really struggled. And I think when I was with you, I actually went searching to find out, do men actually use this? Or is this purely a women's product? And then I did find something somewhere, and that's why I bought it. So I think really changing the look and feel to make it more neutral, I think, would actually help the brand. Mm. And also following on that, you could actually have a no pong for men, no pong for women. Correct. Exactly the same product, just slightly different branding or packaging. Yeah. So it makes it a no-brainer. But but a note on the packaging, I think the packaging is actually very smart. It's great packaging, yes. All right, number three. Okay, remarketing. So Yeah, we've never been remarketed. We've never been too. remarketed and they, they should be following us. And, and we were chatting with Moby earlier today, Moby from Inbound Buzz. Um, more on him in the next shot, by the way. But uh, Moby, he, I hope you like your no pong. Yeah. <laughs> so we gave one to him. <laughs> Just promoting this product ride. <laughs> but, um, and he said, oh, yeah, remarketing. He said, bad smells won't follow you around, unlike this ad. <laughs> Which and that was, was gold. That was gold. gold, yeah. All right, one thing we found, there's been no email follow-ups post-sale, so I think that's something that we could uh, improve on. Yeah, and like it's a consumable product. We'll go Absolutely. through this. They should be trying to sell, sell us more. Um, the, the Number five, give me tips for using it and other products and things like that. Yeah, it's, complimentary products, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think another good thing would be content that actually highlights the common problems with deodorants. And look, for me, because I care about the stuff I stick on my body, I'm very aware of, you know, aluminium and so on in deodorants. And so I've always tried to find natural deodorants. I mean, prior to this, I tried a natural one as well, which is good, but does not work the same way this does. So that it's already won me over. Yeah, this is the differentiation. So this this product is like... It's the reason I love it is because I don't get skin irritations. That's, that's right. And that's so that's a big... totally different reason you're using it. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that's the big pain point for me. Like I've tried all these sensitive, low irritant, but they always give me a rash. Okay. This is the first product that, like, it is life changing. It is life changing. It's life changing. Yeah. It's sense. What a, what a podcast episode where you're talking about <laughs> two guys chatting about deodorant. Anyway, um, number seven, um, add a range of other packaging because one of the things you do is you apply it with your fingers, which yep. is, might seem odd. It's actually fine once you get used to it, but a stick version or some other version I think would be worth testing. I'd try that. But as you pointed out, the packaging at, at the moment, is really good, um, especially for travellers. Yes. And we'll come to that in a second. That's right. Thinking about splitting the advertising. Oh, so, this is another one Movi came up with. Correct. Yeah, so, uh, you know, showing what the person that doesn't use no pong, so they, they, they pong, and someone that does not pong. And really, I mean, he used the analogy of people standing at a bus stop or a guy at a bus stop, and because the guy really wasn't using no pong like everybody was standing 10 feet away from him <laughs> and then in, in the opposite version of no pong is that people are standing next to him or you know shaking his hand and being friendly to him yeah that pong no pong correct that was great great split number nine craig yeah and so following on from the from the packaging like it's such a not it's a nice little tin it's almost like one of those little what did you say mints, mints yeah. yeah like you had those little fresh mints or something it's a tin like that so it's great for travelers there's no aerosols. There's Correct. nothing, oh, you've got to get this out of your bag or, or declare it going through customs. So for travellers, great targeting. They should target those. Okay. Number, so you, Number 10. Number 10. Targeting different pain points, example, skin irritation. So one of the things that I didn't see stacks of content on the site as to why you would probably use it. And there were frequently asked questions. One thing I didn't put in here, but there was no about page because every, everything that was probably in about is actually on the home page below the fold um, and even in the directions of the application it didn't have any visual imagery like there was on the home page basically had a three-step process you know buy apply mm. and don't smell kind of thing mm. and no pong but um, definitely carry that through because people are going to go through as they look for stuff they might not necessarily realize it's on the home page they might actually go i want to know more about this who what is this all about and there mm. is no about page. So. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, and just back on uh, pain points, skin irritations, and this was the thing for me. I'll bet there is someone listening to this podcast who will say, oh, yeah, that's me. I've tried all these deodorants, and if I use a deodorant all week, I've got, I've got a rash by then. There will be someone that has that problem yep. as well. No pong is for them. Wouldn't that be classic? It's, oh, how did you hear about this? Oh, it's on a podcast about marketing. <laughs> Imagine they're talking to their doctor. Yeah. How do you solve that skin? Oh, this podcast about me. Anyway, there we go. Okay, and the final one, number 11, uh, is targeting like audiences on Facebook and Google that have purchased the product. So I noticed that they've got a really good um, following on Facebook. I think there's like 20,000 people who have liked their page. Um, so you could use that along with all the people that have actually bought to get those like audiences to, to actually get in front of similar people that you can sell the product to. And I think that would be a really good way to catapult your marketing or your sales into that region. Excellent. Well, no Pong, if you happen to find this podcast, we love your product. And uh, yeah, looking forward to you growing into a huge brand. All right, on to our podcast of the week, Craig. Inbound Shots, episode one. Yeah, well, speaking of Moby, uh, it was great to catch up with Moby today. And we recorded a kind of like a roundtable chat around a few a literally a round table literally chat. a round table yeah and he's got the video to prove it 
And we just chatted about some topics such as, is SEO dead? Is the blog dead? Is outbound calling dead? And then at the end, we actually had an extended chat about no pong and uh, (laughs) all the marketing ideas for that. So it's kind of our crossover episode and that'll be, look for it or listen out for it in the next two weeks. Um, Yeah, and we'd love your feedback when that does come out. So stay tuned. On to our resource of the week, Craig. Okay, so this is just quickly a link from Databox. Uh, They've got an article around Facebook ad ROI um, tips. And Databox, uh, that's actually run by Pete Caputo now. He's the CEO who used to run the partner program at HubSpot. Been following him. It's been interesting to watch them and his influence in their whole marketing side. And then now we're seeing these kinds of posts come out, which are really good. And what's great is because they're kind of a startup and they're using all of these tips. So he's come from this, we'll call huge company HubSpot, to a small startup, and he's taking that inbound approach and great content and getting a lot of success. And so here's an article where they talk about how they've used Facebook to get success. So worth a read. One of the things we'll highlight is that it's a good overview of a multi-step funnel and how you need to use content to warm up a contact before making an offer. So don't go out straight out for the sale. Actually help, be always be helping and then offer up the sale. All right, finally, Craig, on to our quote of the week. Now this is by Seth Godin. This is a bit longer than a quote, but it really hit a few things home to me. He titled it, it says, Avoiding the good slash great chasm. So I'm going to read this to you. You can be good at Twitter in about five minutes a day. Spending 10 minutes doesn't make you twice as good. In fact, there's probably little measurable improvement. To be great at Twitter might take five hours of daily effort. All the time between five minutes and five hours is wasted. You're in a chasm with no measurable benefits. We see the same thing happen with your yellow pages ads or your customer service. Showing up takes some effort and it often pays off. Showing up a bunch more is often worthless. If you want to truly be great, you're going to have to do things most people couldn't imagine. That's what makes it great. After all, the scarcity of it. This is the underpinning of the dip. Don't get caught doing more than you need to, but less than you want to. Gee, he's good. Yeah, lots of wisdom there. Great quote. Take away from that. Have a look at what you're doing and think, is all this extra effort... (laughs) going to make a big difference on the other side you know i'll give you for key one for marketing managers reporting yeah you can get almost like 90 percent of the value from just a few simple reports correct and these people that do report after report after report gives no realistic benefit unless you go all out to doing massive analysis and reports so there's one you can start with all right guys that is the end of the show we would love you to leave a comment leave us feedback Leave a review on iTunes. That would make us very happy. And if you've got any comments, please join us on Facebook and the WhatsApp group and share your feedback or anything you've learned with us. It would be much appreciated. Well, Craig, until next time. Catch you later, Ian. Hey there. Thanks for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes and the latest HubSpot news and tips, please visit us at hubshots.com.